You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of Playing Around. You're with Paige and Amanda. Before we get into... You're already <laughs> laughing and we haven't even started. I love this. This is how you know it's going to be a good episode. I've already made Paige laugh. So before we get into the Masters <laughs> recap, Amanda and I were talking about going to other majors. So like the PGA and the US Open. And we're trying to like figure out our schedules. And Amanda's like, you know, like we're going to be going to the US Open and it is in Oklahoma. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 Amanda. The US Open is in Boston. She's like, no, it's not. It's here on this course. I don't know where you think this course is, but it's definitely in Oklahoma. And I'm like, the 2022 US Open, men's US Open. And so I pull it up. First thing, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Where were looking i i don't know why i thought the u.s open was at southern hills and the bj championship was at quail hollow i was convinced like that would have been a hill that i would have been willing to die on on twitter like i wouldn't have even deleted that tweet because people know i like to delete tweets that don't get much traction little bitch but i, I was four like, times today did you? I'm rubbing off on you. I'm such a bad influence. But no, earlier today, we had the same tweet. We had the same tweet today. Uh, we always seem to have the same tweets. Anytime I'll look on Twitter, I will like 
be like, I'm brilliant. My mind is just so superior to everyone else's. And I like hit the tweet button. Then I look and I'm like, yeah, Amanda tweeted that four hours ago. You fucking idiot. (laughs) I've done that so many times. People are like, oh, way to copy Paige. And I'm like, I did it. I love Paige. She's my queen. What are you talking about? The best part about all of it, though, is that we have the same sense of humor. And so automatically <laughs> when we see certain things, we're like, dick joke. That is where we're going with it. It's like <laughs> Cameron Smith falls or dick joke. And like, yeah. that is why we do the penis. same thing. <laughs> Every single time I will tweet something and I'll look, we tweeted the exact same thing. The exact same thing. So Paige, so Paige texted me this morning at like, I was playing Fortnite and I got a text from Paige and she goes, I swear I wasn't copying you. We just had the same brain. I'm like, what's up? She's probably talking about the Justin Thomas tweet. That's exactly what she was talking about. Cause she went on and goes, one of us. I was like, I literally tweeted that. And you were like, yeah, he's one of us. us. That was so funny. It was literally like we shared a brain. And then I went and looked was dying and then people on twitch when i was doing my stream during the final round people were like yeah that was another range ball in the bag that he hit so he's actually not one of us and i was like wow thanks thanks for ruining my life i watched that video over and over and over again i can't see it it being another ball i am convinced that it's that golf ball i have tried because i got the same responses as you because it's clearly the same tweet and so people are like yeah you need to do better research before you put out false information that was not the same golf ball and i'm like just let me live my life dude it's twitter it is twitter okay okay has your do you feel like your Twitter has been just absolutely popping the F off this Masters? Because I feel like I could sneeze and people would just, like, die for me. And I don't, like, I appreciate it, but also, like, save all the likes for the really good ones. Like, you need to humble me sometimes, guys. A hundred percent. I tweeted something and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever tweeted. And I was, like, sending it around to people and they're like, that's mediocre at best. And I'm like, it must just be Masters Week because literally you could be like, Tiger's good at golf, 10,000 likes, and and it just, like, goes viral. It's just something about Masters Week. Yeah, it just is popping. I will say, though, that this was probably one of my best tweeting weeks for a major that I've ever had. Same. I felt like I was like on a roll. They were funny tweets. Like I just like kept going. I only deleted like three of them all week. I mean, that's a win. A win. That's a win for us, Paige. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have 500 likes in under a minute. Delete. (laughs) I know. I'll look. And so Paige has the same tweet, like, one of us. And it's after, right after she texted me. And I was like, all right, it's got to be that video. So I went on Twitter. The first tweet I see in my timeline is one of us. And it has 200 likes in, like, two minutes. I was like, what do I have to do to be Paige? Like, what What the hell? But you know what? Take I your clothes like, off and post pictures. <laughs> I love you so much. See, that's the thing I love about you, Paige, is that you, like, you you know. Like, you're you're dumb as a fox. You know, you're one of those, like, people can write you off all they want, but you're not fucking dumb. You know exactly what you're doing. And that's what I tell people. Like, people are like, 
well, what do you think of Paige? I'm like, Paige is smart. Paige is a businesswoman. Paige knows exactly what she's doing. Exactly. Like, every second, she she's calculated. Like, she knows. Like, I would not fuck with Paige. I would not wrong Paige. Because Paige would fucking murder me. Like, Paige is, Paige is playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. Like, come on. <laughs> It's funny because I was like, yeah, best tweeting week of my life. Everything was popping off. I'm like posting without like shirts on and like <laughs> naked. And I'm like, of course no. they're getting likes. Yeah. Of course they're getting no, likes. No, <laughs> but your towel, I'm like, I text you. I said, I'm like, I'm a very straight woman. I was like, fuck, that is a hot towel. And you sold out. Like my Twitch chat was like, we can't even get a towel. It's sold out. And yeah. I was like, did it really? Shouldn't even save me one? It no, was... but that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It was crazy. So uh, Swag and Devon, we all collaborated to make this really cool master's box. And so it had my towel in it that um, Devon did. And then Swag did a Augusta head cover, uh, putter cover for the box. And so cool. when we started these towels, I was so reluctant to do it. Really? I didn't want to do it. I was like, who in their right mind would ever buy a <laughs> towel with me on it? You know, I just didn't think that this was something that people would want. Since and... the girl that sold out in like two minutes, two <laughs> hours. And so though. like the towels were doing really well, but I was like, I'm nervous about this one because it's, you know, like a bigger package. Club Champion also threw something in. It was a free driver fitting, which was really cool. I was telling people about that on Twitch because someone was like saying the price of it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's worth it. Like you're getting a limited edition head cover. You're getting an awesome towel and you're getting a driver fitting from Club Champion. Yeah, yeah. So I, we thought it was, you know, reasonably priced, but still it was at a higher price point than, you know, the previous towels. And so I was really unsure on how it was going to do. And it sold out um, almost immediately, which was so, so cool. I'm so and proud of you. here's here's the best news for everyone listening. We have an extra box. So oh I'm God! thinking that maybe we can do a really fun giveaway with the podcast for one of the boxes. So stay tuned tuned for that because and i also have some masters um gifts goodie basket stuff that i can also add into that um my my whole team they were at the masters and so they did all their shopping and they said that we could use you know some of the hats towels whatever we have there for this so everyone listening right now um head over to the playing around instagram account to get more information on how to enter this giveaway but i will say that this master's at times, Saturday was kind of boring. I'll Saturday say that. was boring. We both thought Saturday was boring because you texted me and you said I was a little bored by Saturday. And I was like, I know. I started playing Fortnite. Like around 4 p.m., I jumped back on Fortnite. And I was like, all right, I'll get a tweet out if I need it. But Scotty's kind of running away with this. I took a nappy. Like I just like there. Nothing hits harder than a good golf nap. I will oh, say that. Oh, man. It's just with like the, you know, bird noises from the jailed (laughs) jail. So you making bird noises because you are living in a simulation and you exist in multiple realms. It's fine. We get it. Should I just do bird noises within the background of our podcast? Yeah, I almost tweeted something because I was like, these bird noises are lovely, but I know they're actually Paige in jail. Basically, yeah, I've been working on my bird noises just to prepare for this week. 
But Saturday was boring, and I think it was because it was such a letdown from the buildup of Tiger Woods playing. Like, we were going back and forth. We didn't know if he was going to play. He obviously played and had a really great first round. And it looked like he was going to be not just in the mix, but it's like this is a realistic shot that Tiger Woods is going to win the Masters, which is incredible I had no idea how he was going to do I was like is he he's gonna throw up like he could throw up an 80 like no one knows like he hasn't played golf he basically has a bionic leg now with all of the bolts and screws in it you know and this is one thing too because a lot of people were like you know I'm disappointed with how he played I played so I'm in Myrtle Beach and I played 18 holes I, I like rode in a cart and I'm exhausted are you exhausted i'm so tired and i am like because i don't play 18 that much anymore i can't imagine what tiger has been through and then to play well six six seven rounds of golf in a row because he did the practice rounds and the four rounds and that's a really hard course to walk i can't Mm. imagine how exhausted he is it's hard enough to be in like peak condition it's funny that when we talk about like peak conditions for golfers i, I don't really I know like, <laughs> looking at like You're scotty Scheffler. Yes. <laughs> and, like i don't know like cam smith not like the no, epitome I know. Yeah. of like the the perfect uh sports body out there but i'm like i'm so tired and we have tiger woods you know coming back after this in you know crazy accident a year ago to be playing which is incredible he said he's going to play the open which i think he has a legitimate shot of winning there one year before i think this is a great you know this is this is a good place for him like i think one like 100 and the thing is like i i had my bets up on twitch this week and it was like um my big one was tiger to make the cut and Bryson to miss the cut. And I've hit that. This year I hit it. I hit it in 2020, November. And it was amazing. I was like, go. And one of my followers was like, yeah, I made a bunch of money on Tiger to make the cut. And I was like, hell yeah. I don't care what Tiger does on the weekend. Tiger is going to make the cut at Augusta because he is a horse for this course. Just like Will Del Torres, who can't putt inside of 20 feet. But he's like, oh, I'm at Augusta? Okay. Rory. The, the best Sunday at a major player ever. Like, why was that not Rory at 11 under, you know, shooting 64 today? I want to have the confidence of Rory when he has no shot to win. No Literally. one better golf than I Rory know. when he's out of the mix. Because no. he backdoor finishes. <laughs> Sounds That sounded horrible. I- <laughs> he backdoor finishes. Oh, Rory with that backdoor finish, but he really does. He comes from. He, oh my God, I'm not a butt girl, Paige. I don't know what you're into, but I am not into the butt. Stuff. I told you this happened to me in the last podcast too. When Literally, I though, so like, innocent. In my, my brain mouth and I spit it out. And my like, brain wait. is programmed to like if something is even just a, like the slightly perverted. It comes I'm, I, like red fun. lights just shoot off because yeah. I'm like. 
my followers, I'm so used to them, like, picking everything that I say. So when I, like, start to say something or it starts to come out, I'm like, oh, let's reel it back in. And I don't know how to say this without worry, without, like, me having to stop. But he comes from behind all the time. He gets it done. He gets it done. And it's like, he's out of it. And people are like, God, Rory with that amazing final round. I'm like, he had no shot to win. He always plays well. Every second. Every finish is solo second. It's like, I'm sorry, where was this? Right, like you, like you know, I think you saw that I tweeted. I said like this: like, the world would be a better place if this Rory played every round. I'm like, when he just has some confidence, he's the best player in the field by far, by far. Honestly, guys, listen, on the golf course and in the sack, if you have a little bit of confidence, it goes a long way. You can shoot a 64 in the sack. If you have a little bit of confidence, we're good with the humor. I don't really care. Either one. <laughs> you like someone cracking jokes? Guys, I drank some vodka earlier. I don't know if we're going to edit this out or what is the season. If we're not the number one podcast by the end of the week, I will personally, like, steal all of your firstborns and send them into slavery. <laughs> If we're not number one, Amanda's going to open an OnlyFans account. That's what she's going to do. Literally. That's the funny thing. So, like, Paige has succeeded how she has without opening an OnlyFans. You guys listening here, do you know how many, like, counterfeits, like, all these Paige wannabes that have OnlyFans that, like, legit are, like, proud of it? And are like, I make all this money on my OnlyFans. And I'm like, yeah, but you wish you were Paige. Like, you guys can fucking talk shit on Paige all you want, but, like, no one sees her nips. Like, she's good. Like, she ain't got an OnlyFans. She's fucking running the world. Like, oh, my God. Just, just towels. Just towels. But we just got towels. Guys, we got towels and flower petals on my nips. We, we got to talk about Rory finishing from behind more often. We do. I know. I, like, I would talk about that every week. We, we're so getting canceled, me. But, but it's like, no joke, though. Rory honestly always gets it done. So, I know. It's funny because, like, it's not something that I've really thought about, right? And, like, you know me. You know I'm a huge golf nerd. And I'm such a fucking dork about all this stuff. But, like, Rory playing well on Sunday when he's not in contention is not, like, one of my golf stereotypes. So I had, like, five or six different people come into chat, chat today on Twitter and were, like, or on Twitch and we're like, Rory is the best, like, you know, Sunday golfer out of contention. And I was like, I have literally never noticed that. I've I think, never noticed that. And I think it's because, like, it happens so often. We just think that he's having this amazing comeback. But when you think about it, you're like, okay, none of the pressure is on him and he can get it done. Yeah. And that's it's not that good when you think about it the fact that he's always in those positions where he's so far out of it that he has to climb himself back into contention but that final that final round group of morikawa and rory it's like is there a more likable duo on tour absolutely i don't think there is no i mean it was like yeah maybe scheffler and, and cam smith in that final round but like they were so fun to watch because like you know, they both made eagles on 15. They both hold out for birdie on 18. Like, I, you know, I was, like I said, I've been, I keep saying this, but I was streaming and I was doing like my live kind of reaction to it on Twitch. And I was like, wait, wait. And then more, you know, Rory holds out and then more cows. And I was like so confused. I thought I was literally living in the matrix. I didn't know what was going on. 
but like that's the kind of fun stuff that like the masters is right like isn't that what the masters is all about like just that kind of like on Sundays and there and there was drama there was drama like I was saying like Saturday was a bit boring and I think it was only because we had such a letdown of Tiger you know not being in the mix when he looked like he was going to win I will say this I think that Scotty Scheffler is playing amazing golf right now I think that he is going to be a star just because he has this very like calm demeanor about himself I will, though, say that he is not my favorite type of golfer to watch. He's he's a bit boring for me. Like, I love to see players with emotion. I like to see them go up and down. Like, give me a Tyrrell Hatton, um, Horschel pairing every day of the week. Like, I love that. And with Scotty, he's just wise beyond his years. Like, he's 25 years old. He is. But he just... He's a bit boring to me. Like, I am almost not excited to see him continue to win because it just, there's not that, like, that energy with him that other players have. And I will say one of the best moments of the entire tournament was him four-putting on 18 to win the Masters. Yeah, so like I said, I literally streamed my reaction from the second he teed off until after he putted and we're, you know, now we're recording the pod. I didn't realize he four putted until I went on Twitter. Like, wait, what? I thought he three putted. I did not know he four putted. Like, I knew people were kind of laughing and whatever, but like, I was so absorbed in just the moment and trying to tweet about it and figure out everything. Yeah, so it's. People are lighting fireworks off at the beach at Myrtle Beach right now. Are they really? Yeah, they're just, it, it seems a little unsafe. Pray for me, everyone listening to this right now. And they're they're just launching like, into pages. They're like blowing it up right next to me. And I keep like looking back and it gets closer and closer. Yeah! hear anything i saw you looking out your window i figured maybe a bird flew into it or something. no it's like exploding yeah okay but the four putt from scotty shuffle it's like <laughs> to me it almost tainted the the win in a way because it's like that's not something yeah. tiger woods would do and of course it's like every single time a young player starts to win a lot, they compare them to Tiger Woods. And again, that's not something that Tiger would do. I can't even imagine Tiger Woods four putting on the last green at Augusta. He would make the birdie putt. And then Scotty Shuffler's like dicking around, like missing tappings. And they're like lipping out. And he's like kind of giggling. Everyone, there's like kind of laughing about it because obviously it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's like, you're missing tappins. You're missing tappins. Paige, if I had the opportunity to win the Masters by four shots, I might four putt too. Like, I wouldn't even care at that point. But, no, if you think about it, I want to say, like, some of the last, like, few majors, the guys want, like, Morikawa. I want to say Morikawa won with, like, a three putt. Like, they weren't, if I recall correctly, like, they weren't, like they weren't, you know, having to make the putt to get, you know, to get there. It was like they were kind of winning. They were so far ahead that, you know, it was, it was, it was fine. And I think that's kind of like they're just so far ahead that they're okay with it. 
I, I think and so. And I don't mind it in my, like, sorry, I was saying, I don't, I think if I were in that position, I would, like, take as many butts as I needed. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't matter, like, at all. Uh, he still won by what? He won by three. And it's like, okay, you just four-putted and you won by three. It was a clearly a dominant performance, but I think a lot of us are going to think of the four-putt on 18. I think I he handled it really well. I think everyone yeah. else was, like, kind of laughing about it. It was a funny moment. Yeah. I will say that I feel bad for Cam Smith because on the first tee – when Scotty hit it in the trees and Cam smoked it, I was like, this is Cam's. Like, he I is know. going to win. He looked confident. He looked yeah. solid. And then he just made, like, a couple mistakes. And they started to kind of, like, add up. And then he would get it back. And it was like, okay, like, let's go again. And then he dunked it in the water on the par three. And then it was, you know, kind of game over from there. I know. I, I, I think I feel like. Was it hole three that Scotty Scheffler hold out? Yeah. That was okay, so that I felt like was the huge turning point. Like for me, that was when it felt like it went from Cam coming off of the two birdies, you know, Scotty just trying to hit a fairway and a green. Um, you know, I mean it was part three, but you know what I mean? Like he was just trying to like keep the ball in play. And then he holds out and Cam Smith makes bogey, and that to me seemed like the turning point. And Cam Smith never got it back after that. And it was it was just weird because I genuinely thought going into the round that Cam Smith was gonna be the one to take control, that Cam Smith was gonna be the one to outplay Scotty Scheffler. I didn't think Scotty Scheffler was gonna lose this Masters. I just thought Cam Smith was gonna outplay him. And he just didn't. But I, I really think that the next major, the next two majors, next three majors, that we're gonna have to look out for Cam Smith because he's gonna win one of the next three. I'm not totally sure which one it is because he's gonna win the next three and he's gonna win the Masters next year. Do you you so you honestly think that because one of the discussions I that do. we wanted to I have genuinely think that is that when we've seen players falter at the Masters, it seemed to really affect their career moving forward. We've seen mm-hmm. it with multiple players. Obviously, we saw Jordan Spieth have a complete meltdown, and you know it kind of took him a while to get back into. I mean, twenty twenty one was like his first real year where yeah. he was like the Jordan of the old, and I felt like he started to kind of spiral because of him faltering at the Masters. We saw it with Rory having a bit of a meltdown. We've seen it with other players, too. So you think that Cam Smith is just going to bounce right back and, like, this is just going to be kind of one bad round and not something that's really going to, you know, take a toll on him moving forward with his confidence? Because I feel like he is such a a confident player Mm -hmm. and he really thrives off of that. And... I I don't know how he's going to bounce back from this. He seems really mentally tough and yeah. like he has a good head on his shoulders and a good team around him that I feel confident that he will. But when you just look at, you know, past players who have struggled in majors when they've had a shot to win, then, it, it, you know, it takes him a little bit of time. I think something that's going to help him is that he didn't have a three, four shot lead and blow it. He was right. coming from behind. There we go again. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. coming from behind. He was also coming from behind. <laughs> but he was he was chasing the whole time. So it's not like it was his to lose and he lost it. He just didn't put out his best stuff to win it and to overcome what was it? What was the was it four, three shots coming into it? Whatever it may be. It was it was a I fair amount. I think it was I think it was four because I think Scotty was ten and, and Cam was 
six, if I remember correctly. You're right. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Um, whatever it may be, it was still a pretty big, mm-hmm. you know, jump between first and second. I think if Scotty went out and lost it today, it would probably take him a long time to bounce back yeah. from that. But I, I think I'm, like, talking my way through this right now because I was a little unsure if, like, can't – I'm, like, asking you questions. I'm, just like, talking about it in my own head, oh, like, I working through I it. The same way, like, I really thought that Cam Smith was going to be Scotty Shepard today. I thought Scotty – because Scotty – so we've seen him – we haven't really seen him, like, win from ahead, right? So waste management, he should not have won that playoff. Like, he missed that putt on 18. That was that was a choke putt. That wasn't, like, a mystery. That wasn't, like, anything to the green. That was just him choking, right? And he ended up winning the playoff, which was incredible because the momentum really was on was – on, um, um, can't lay side. So you look at that, but then he went on to win that right from behind. I was at API all week. You remember I was there. I kind of forgot Sky Shepherd was in the field. I mean, the first yeah. two rounds, we're all talking about <laughs> Rory, right? We're talking about Adam Scott. We're talking about these other guys that are. I forgot really- he won the entire thing. We were talking yeah, about this, we talking you know, about two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. And I like, it totally slipped my mind behind wind so for me i wasn't sure and match plays different right so he was i would say scotty was kind of the underdog going into that because you know kevin kisner had won had won the match play kevin kisner was um you know is more of a, is a veteran right so mm-hmm. i think that i wasn't sure of scotty scheffler how he was going to do being so far ahead and i think that he proved us that chip in i think was the most crucial moment because if he hadn't chipped in I genuinely don't know if that was going to be the momentum change there because Cameron Champ went out and made two bogey or excuse me two birdies. He got within one, and then it was a two shot swinger. So, but to answer your original question, so you said Jordan Spieth kind of fell off, and um, Rory McIlroy. So the thing with Jordan, Jordan kind of was he, he, excuse me, he tried to chase distance, and that was yeah. the issue with Jordan. Because Jordan never needed to chase distance. Jordan always had that talent. And that's kind of what we saw in Jason Day. And Jason Day fell off with a little bit of an injury. In Mateo Montesero, he tried to chase distance. Totally screwed up his game. He's on the Alps tour now. You know, uh, Martin Keimer tried to chase distance and a draw because he Hit wanted to win in Augusta. He wanted yep. to play the draw. He totally fell off the face of the earth. So, There is, like, I think there's a certain allure to Augusta where you want to have the right distance and the right shot shape. And people will change their games. Even two-time mass or two-time major champions like Martin Keimer, someone who could potentially be a Ryder Cup legend, a European tour legend like Mateo Montesero. They stop because they chase distance. And that kind of screws up their swing. And you kind of look at Rory, too. And Rory never needed to chase distance, but he kind of changed up his swing a little bit. He's working with Pete Cow, and now he's getting it back to what we were used to seeing. And he won two times last year. And I kind of forget he won the CJ Cup for whatever reason. But I think there's something about the Masters that makes people go crazy. So it's not it's not the, the failure. And I don't want to say failure because that's kind of a strong word. But, like, it's not the lack of success at Augusta at Augusta that that causes people to kind of lose their game I think it's that white whale that they're chasing along with it 
that I think kind of drives people insane, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I think when you think about the ultimate career, the pinnacle Mm -hmm. is that green jacket. I think obviously anyone would take winning a U.S. Open or an Open Championship or even a PGA Championship, but there's something so special about winning at the Masters and getting that green jacket. And so people will change their games, change their swings. And it's really interesting because – you know, you mentioned a lot of players, they have switched over from hitting a cut, hitting a fade to trying mm-hmm. to hit a draw to yep. be successful. But look at Scotty Scheffler. That is not his natural shot shape. He hit he can, a lot of fades. Out of he can't. From above he his can, feet. He cannot draw the ball. And there were some shots where they were like, he needs to draw this. And he was, you could see him literally like, Legs were flailing around. He was flipping the club head over. Could not hit a draw. And I think that's something for everyone to really take in is that if you want to play consistent golf, hit a fade. Hit a cut. You can play a cut all day long. Trying to hit a draw, it's inconsistent. It's they always say you can't talk to a draw. You can talk to a fade because once it hits the ground, it just keeps running and going and yeah, going. See, it's funny you say that, though, because I've played a draw my whole life. Draw is always my natural shop shape. And I think that that's kind of what's made me special in my game. It's because I've been able to kind of control that draw and I've been able to turn into a bit of a fade. It's like a bit of a buttercut. Like it's not really a fade, <laughs> but it's like a straight shot. So, right. So, yeah. I forget who it was on tour, but they would like, you can control a fade, but I've never been able to. And it's always the, the, the golfers that are just natural drawlers of the ball that I've always kind of been attracted to and like been partial to because I'm like, you're like me, you know, you're naturally a drawler of the golf ball. So I, I think there's, there's, that's also why I think I love the masters and I love Augusta because if you can draw a golf ball, you can win there. And I just think that a draw is such a, it's just, it's when you put the perfect strike on that ball that it moves just a little right to left. The perfect strike makes a draw. I don't care what anyone says. Perfect strike that makes a ball, a draw. Uh, so I naturally also draw the golf ball. I was going to say, that's, I that's my natural shot drawer. shape. But it was hard for me to play competitively because I had the yips. And so naturally I wanted to draw it, but I had a two way miss going. And I think that oh, is the problem. It's like when yeah. you are struggling with your game, you can still play a cut. When yes. you're struggling with your game and you're hooking it, good luck. Because you're going to be screwed because you have that two-way miss and you can slice it and you can play that slice and it's just kind of going to land soft. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now. Yeah. (laughs) You know how many times I had those snap hooks off the tee? There's nothing worse than standing on the tee and hitting a snap hook. I don't care who you are, how much golf you played. Everyone can agree with this. There is n- there is no worse. I would rather shank it than hit a yeah. snap hook. You'd rather 100%. Russell Henley it with the tip of the cap. I would, I would rather Russell Henley it than hit a snap hook. There is nothing worse than 
hitting a snap hook because it's like you can feel it and you know what's coming the entire time and it's just like oh. it, 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 you just flip it right at the end and, and you, you try just to know. hold it off and you try to hold it off and it, it doesn't do anything and you just watch that thing just yeah. go bye-bye <laughs> like it's go- your, ho- you know your hopes and dreams just die Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. bone to pick with the yeah. rules of golf okay let's hear it okay i was thinking about this and okay. i'm sure everyone probably thought of this like Paige, you're so dumb <laughs> of course everyone thought about this already and this is a stupid rule so you know when you hit a shot and you don't uh-huh. know where it is you have uh-huh. to hit a provisional right uh-huh. why is it that after you hit your provisional and you find your other ball, but you decide you don't want to play it, and you have to go back and hit a provisional. The option should be that once you lose, if you find your golf ball, you can have the option to either take an unplayable, or if you don't want to, that you can go and play your provisional ball. You shouldn't have to, like, void that provisional and go back to the tee to hit another provisional. You don't have to hit another provisional. I thought yes, if you your do. ball was... No, I thought if your ball was, like, in play that you played the ball that was in play. Like, even if you hit a provisional in the middle of the fairway and you were like, I'd rather play the provisional, tough shit. I knew that, but what do you mean you have to go back and hit a third golf ball? Like, okay. if you don't okay. like your lie, you can just take, you can just take okay. an unplayable, can't you? No, no, no. Okay, but, here, but sometimes With you don't want to take ball. an No, but here, here's what I'm saying. Okay, you, if you find your first ball... And sometimes taking a drop or an unplayable is 
the worst option. And so sometimes the best option is to go back and to re tee it. Like your ball is in such a crap place. You can't it's even just take a, it's a, a shitty. Yeah, it's in, it's in the shit. Like you, you take two club lengths, your you're still in the shit. You can do like all right. go all the way back on the line. It's still in a bad spot. So normally, sometimes in like the worst case, you have to go, okay, I'm going to go back and take a provisional. But you already had a provisional. So why can't you just play that as your, your provisional? Like that should be an option as one of the shots that you can hit no i agree i but then you get kind of into the slippery slope of you can just hit a provisional whenever you want right oh i don't like my drive let me just hit a provisional which wouldn't but really make sense because you're taking stroke and distance yeah and you're hitting your fourth from the fairway but that it's is not the stupid. best option it yeah is. it's not the it's best really option stupid that you can't use it but it also makes sense that you can't use it. nope Nope, I am this, you know, your hill that U.S. Open is in Oklahoma that you're going to die on. I'm dying on this one because I just think it's so stupid that 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 is not an option. If you want to play the provisional and you can't, you'd have to go all the way back again to play provisional, but you already hit a provisional. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so it's like that, that is my one thing that I just thought about that. It was like an epiphany. I was like, this is a stupid rule. No, also, I agree. you should be able to move it out of divots. I think that is a dumb rule. No. I've talked about rule. this before. And I just I think kinda, it is so dumb and it's so unfair. I kind of love it. Like, that's the thing I kind of like about golf. It's like, mm, tough shit. Like, you should have hit it better. You should have hit it three inches to the right, you know, with that divot. But at the same time, like, that's what makes golf unique. Also. Sucks. Like sucks. So it was sucks. so funny. So speaking of moving stuff out of whatever, out of a bad lie, um, someone said something to me about like, oh, well, they should have just like, I don't know why they hit such a bad shot because they can just move it. And I was like, you can't move it, Augusta. There was no such thing as preferred lies. Like Daniel Berger asked if he could get a preferred lie, and they were like, <laughs> no. Why has Daniel Berger been in the news for questionable like ruling issues? Have you no. noticed that? First, it was the job of the players, and 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 Victor Hovland was like, "I don't want to be that guy, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think you should take it there." And then the what was it like? Is Victor Hovland Italian now? What was that? maybe he is? I can't do European accents at all. They always end up being some like amalgamation of just garbage. <laughs> and literally, Paige. So I texted you earlier, and I was like, "Tiger just said amalgamation." I forget the context, but he did say it, and you're like, "That's the word of the year." And I was like, "It's." Yeah, it's probably going to be on Time magazine. Just like I did an interview in your amalgamation. I did an interview and they were like trying to say amalgamation because they listened to the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, we we have just made amalgamation trendy again. <laughs> if it was ever trendy, now it is trendy. It was, but now it is trending because it's it's now the hottest trend on on Instagram. So it's fine. But Daniel Berger, okay, and yeah. It, that was weird, too. And it, it, it was a little odd to me that he was like, I, I would never take a bad ruling or a bad drop. And I've never taken a bad drop in my entire life. You know what that reminds me of? It's like when guys are like, oh, I'm a good guy. I'm like, yeah, immediately. No, immediately. No. If you have to say that you're a good guy, you're not a good guy. And so for him yes. to be like, I would never take a bad drop. It's like, mm, well, you're kind of trying to take a bad drop right now. Like. I have played a ton of competitive golf. I know. And then, and then now with the Masters trying to take like a preferred lie in the most pristine golf course in the entire world. Oh. 
it's like how bad could it be like there's not a blade out of grass a a blade of grass out of place there we go (laughs) i know they literally have someone in there just like personally manicuring it right like with with the um hair cutters yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) like personally cutting every blade of grass so it is so perfect like I don't know, dude. I don't know what Daniel Berger's been going through, but I got some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I will say that we talked about this on the last episode. You were all in on Hovland, and we said that his his short game would hold up. Um, (laughs) I lied. (laughs) It did not. (laughs) But he made it not. (laughs) But he was, like, full on like chunking like chip shots like he couldn't hit normal chip shots and i love hoblin so much and i was rooting for him and i wanted him to get this done and then he just he couldn't do it and it's because of for anyone out there listening right now with his chipping technique if you watch his swing he hits the ball so well is because he has a bit of a a shut club face on the way back and so he's an amazing ball striker because of this other players kind of have this technique too uh dj for example mm-hmm. but unfortunately that's not great for chipping and so <laughs> especially not. you want an open club face for you chipping. want an open club face so it's not great for chipping especially around the greens at augusta so what makes it so difficult compared to like a u.s open i think some people would think that a u.s open is easier to chip or it would be harder to chip at because right. the rough is so thick and the greens are so firm and fast but with that, you almost just have to hack at it, and it's mostly Literally. just luck on like how your lives are and how it's going to come out. But at the Masters, if you notice, there's no rough. There's no. literally no rough. And so there are these really, really tight, tight lies. Yeah. And so you have to just nip it perfectly to hit these like little spinny chip shots. And it is the hardest shot in yeah. golf around the greens to hit. And so that's why it really tests your short games. I think when people look at Augusta, if you've never been there before, you can't really tell how tight the fairways are cut and also how undulating it is and how precise you have to be with your chips. But it looks kind of easy when you're watching on TV, right? Yeah. You're like, there's no rough. Like it doesn't look that yeah. bad, but it's actually the hardest test. And yeah. you compare it to an open, you can hit bump and runs. You can putt mm-hmm. it there. You can be really creative. You actually don't have that luxury at the masters, which was really impressive that Scotty Scheffler was hitting the shots that he was because he was actually hitting a bunch of like lower shots, running shots, kind of yeah, hitting them was. into the banks, which you don't see that often That's because it is harder when you have exactly when you have to kind of like almost de-loft the club slightly which on tight lies it's going to dig so again I think that's why we saw Hovland struggle a little bit around the greens which he'll get there one day he is way too talented to not win a major it just might be a little bit longer before he gets the green jacket I I think he has a better shot winning at like a U.S. Open or Hmm. an Open compared to the Masters no, I I agree. I think I think we might see Hoblin win a major this year. And if not this year, it's going to be next year. But it, it's it's going to be soon. We we've seen his game. We we know what he's capable of. But I just wish guys he didn't just put it more this week because that's the thing in Augusta. Like if you really struggle with your chipping, 
you can just put it around there. Like you can literally put it out of the bunkers. and It's not that much of an issue. Like you don't want to do that. That's hard to judge, but you can do that. Like we've seen people do that. That's a, that's, that's a fair play. As the English would say, fair play right there. Fair play. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that and kind of speaking of golfers struggling with their short games, we have seen a complete spiral from Matthew Wolf. We have. It's really sad to watch. He's breaking clubs. He tried to hit a putt out of the bunker because he was so unconfident with his short game. And it is just so devastating to see someone who is so talented, who was touted as being like the next young big player to struggle Mm. so much. It almost feels like we're going to have an Anthony Kim situation with Matthew Wolf. You know, I, I hope I, not. Like, I hope it doesn't get to that. Like, you know, the Anthony Kim thing is weird. What, it was a $10 million insurance policy or something. Like, there was just something weird going on there. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I probably am wrong. But there's just something weird going on there. I don't think that's going to happen with Matthew Wolf. I think he's going to figure it out. But there's just something going on there, like, internally that he needs to figure out. And until he does that, I think... I don't know. I was. I don't know how he was qualified for the Masters this year. Like, because I don't think his, the last time he won would have been because that would have been twenty twenty. But I don't think it's like a. This would have been his third Masters, like playing in it from that exemption. There's just no way. I was thinking the same thing too. I was like, how is he even in the field? Right did now, he, maybe did he finish top five at like the PGA Championship? Did he like have like a crazy finish with like Phil and and um, Padraig? Potentially, I I feel like after the U.S. Up. Open, he just kind of didn't do much. Like the last we've really heard about him was when uh, he was in that final group with Bryson DeChambeau when Bryson won the U.S. Open. Yeah, and that was speaking, two years ago. Also, speaking of that, Bryson played horrendous. Yeah, this but like week. we kind of expected that. Like I told you, yeah, like, we all kind of called it. Make the cut, hit, uh, Bryson missed the cut is a good parlay if you can get it. But it's still shocking from again how we were all talking about Bryson at one point and Rory, we talked about this earlier where people were changing their games and Rory admitted to chasing distance because of Bryson DeChambeau. And a lot of players were actually changing their game to almost keep up with Bryson after his U.S. Open win. And we all thought that Bryson was going to just basically take off and win everything. And now he's at a point where we're not even really talking about him that much like no one even really mentioned Bryson uh this week except to kind of like poke fun at when he said that Augusta is a par 67 you know it's like things like that but it's like he was just he's not even in the mix anymore um a lot of big players missed the cut this week too a couple for examples Brooks Kepka, Sandra Schauffele Mm -hmm. I mean players that were a bit surprising yeah, big names that missed it. And uh, I guess that's, I mean, you have good weeks and bad weeks, but mm-hmm. it seems like all of these, like, younger up-and-coming players are really just, they're getting it done. No, I agree. I think, 
don't know. It's just crazy to think like how good these younger guys are, you know, because you and I like we're still kind of young, right? Like I still feel like I'm like a senior in high school. And then when people are out there like doing things and they're like five years younger than me, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm old. That's awesome. So it's Uh, weird. Like how weird is that? Honestly, I feel like every year that I get older, I actually like I I get a little less mature and I realize how I am not self-sufficient and how I like rely on my parents so much still as like a, I just turned 29 and there's things that they do for me that I'm like, you know, I should probably be doing this as like an, a, an adult woman, you know, I, yeah. I should be able to make like a doctor's appointment for myself, but I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, can you make a doctor's appointment for me? <laughs> or like, can you do this stuff for me? And I'm like, I used to be more independent and self-sufficient when I was 20 than now as like a 29 year old, but you're right. You're, you're seeing players like Scotty Sheffield. He's 25. He's 25, 25 going on 40. (laughs) He does look 45. I still can't get over that. It's just hilarious. It's not like he looks old. He just looks more mature than like a child, you know, (laughs) which he he really does. (laughs) He really does. I think all in all, though, it was a very entertaining Masters. Yeah. Obviously, there was, like, a ton of hype with Tiger playing, Tiger being back, Tiger making the cut. Um, Him just being in the field is great for golf. I think, you know, we all expected Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith to play well. They obviously did. They were in the mix. Um, Scotty got it done. But it was was interesting, I think, from start to end. Mm. There was really nothing, like – too crazy i mean i I think after the 2019 masters it's just nothing ever lives up to that and so we're always trying to like no nothing will ever shock us and i think we're all kind of like chasing that and so anytime you compare the masters to 2019 it's going to feel a little bit um anticlimactic but i do think that this was a great masters we're giving it a go on sunday it was awesome mm-hmm. shooting what he did um there are a lot of low scores a lot of people were giving it a run um it, it looked like cam smith in the beginning was going to give it a go didn't quite get there but i'm really excited for the future of golf and kind of what's happening i feel like some of the older favorites are resurging again and having you know this kind of fire underneath them like to see rory seems very passionate about what he's doing where there was kind of a stretch where he didn't really seem like he had that drive anymore and then you have like these really you know these young hungry players and I feel like it's a really great dynamic and golf is in an awesome place and we have Tiger back I mean what else could we ask for right now in the game of golf I mean, maybe some more page towels, but that's, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> uh, we'll keep the towels coming. We'll keep the okay, towels perfect, coming. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> no, I, I just I think it was a great Masters. I'm really excited for all the majors coming up. I mean, this is like a perfect kickoff to, I think, the year. No, I agree. And hopefully we'll be at some of the majors and we'll get some content and we'll have a lot of fun. But I agree. Like, I and not in Oklahoma. <laughs> Not in Oklahoma, but there is something in Oklahoma. Southern Hills, the PGA is in Oklahoma, though, right? Then something's in something's in Oklahoma. I know something is there. Okay, that's I the hill have no idea. <laughs> oh gosh, 
No, but I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great major season, and it's going to be fun to try to make picks. I mean, there's so many players that are in the field that, who have a shot to win, and or, or Sky Scheffler is just going to win everything. Or just Sky like, Scheffler is going to fucking run drain on everyone. Seriously, he <laughs> has like the opportunity to have a career year. I, I mean, he's already You're out of the water this year. He really, he really. He really could. What if Sky Scheffler just wins all four majors and he's just like, done, Grand Slam. It's I'm funny. Out. I tweeted something on Friday and I was like, all right, just give him the Masters and the Player of the Year and the FedEx Cup. And someone's like, someone tagged like old takes exposed. And I just wasn't in the mood for that. So I was like, delete the tweet. And then I wish I'd saved it because that is so going to happen. Well, you know, even in the last episode, we were talking and we were saying, like, we were giving our picks, and we were joking. We were like, it doesn't even matter because Scotty Shuffler is going to win. And it's really getting to that point now where it it's is. like Scotty Shuffler literally has an opportunity to win at every single golf course. His game has held up on all different types of golf courses. Now getting a major win, that's huge. And it's like, are the floodgates going to open up and he's literally going to win everything this year? I think I it's going to be really interesting to see. Or is that four putt really just going to mess with his mind and we'll never see Scotty win again? I honestly, like, I can tell you for a fact, I will not remember that four putt. Like, I did not realize it was happening because I was on Twitch. So, I, you know, I'm doing that. I'm dealing with chat and stuff. And I really wasn't, I guess, I, at that point, I knew he was going to win. But, like, that's just not something I'm going to remember. Like, I'm going to remember the four wins and six starts. Like, I'm not going to remember the four putt. Like, the fact that he could four putt and still win by multiple is amazing. I will say, I think that his champion's dinner next year is going to be boring. It's, it's not. Gonna probably gonna, be it's like, going to be barbecue. Well steak with, like, ketchup. <laughs> Like it's not like A one sauce. <laughs> yeah, if if you're feeling real fancy, Adam Scott might shoot himself in the head. <laughs> Hideki's gonna be like, "What is this shit?" I, like, I, need, I know like, miso, like black cod and wagyu, and he's like, "What is this?" Like what overcooked, this? like. And like, he's gonna be like carving it. Like he's gonna have his translator like carving the steak for him on the side. <laughs> And Hideki's like, did you see what I did for past champions? What have you done? Nothing. I gave Danny Willett a top 10. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. It's going to be like mac and cheese, steak, beans, and coleslaw. (laughs) That's going to be the meal. He's going to be like, this might be my best friend, but I am definitely not lusting over this dinner the way I was for Hideki's. I mean, Jordan full on was like, I am so was, excited to eat so Hideki's cute. meal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Sorry, Texas. Wagyu is the best beef I've ever had. <laughs> he really did, though. Did you see the, the picture of Jordan Spieth holding his child, though, on Instagram? Mm, I did. It looked like he has never held a baby before. You just got a blast snort out of that. That's funny. <laughs> I was watching because, you know, every year at the part three contest, they have their kids out, which is, I would say, one of You think it's awkward? I I think it's one of my favorite moments. Like, like, I thought Tommy Fleetwood's son was really cute, like, running up. Like, he was cute. But, like, some of the kids, it's awkward. Like, when they have the wives out there and you know it's the wives that are like, we have to be there with the kids. And I just want to shoot myself in the head because I just can't deal with that kind of energy. 
Kevin Na's little girl. Oh my god, Kevin Na's kids are cute. I think he just had a third one. Oh my gosh. There was a picture of his little girl and she had like these sunglasses on. Oh, she was like fashionable. I do actually depth out and I was like, You're wearing more than like everything that I own in my closet. Like those sunglasses cost more than everything I own. Like I just already know it. Yeah, like his wife is so pretty. Like Kevin now I do actually I follow very few people on Instagram. You are one of them um and like people i don't know and right i mean i do know you <laughs> what am i talking about <laughs> famous people um but like kevin na is one of them because i just think his kids are really cute i just i have a soft spot for like korean babies <laughs> they're adorable they that's are. one of my favorite moments but everyone go look at that picture of jordan so i think her name's sophia oh i was gonna say i think kevin na's daughter's name's like sophia or something I don't know what she's I don't so know cute. What Jordan's baby's name is, but if that baby he looked like he's never held a baby before. It was the funniest thing. He's it's like when um, Emily uh, Ratajkowski, um, that model, she got in like hot water because she was holding her baby like a prop for like a photo shoot. She had and a baby? it looked yeah but it looked like the same picture as like jordan speed holding the baby it's like who held the baby worse like it was it was so so funny funny. but again all in all i think that it was a great masters i'm so excited for all the majors to come and for you guys to keep listening and following us as we hopefully are on site not in oklahoma when we there is one in oklahoma i swear to god i think the pga championship is oklahoma there's definitely something in tulsa page i swear we're gonna wrap this episode up because i am i am sitting in the dark right now because i you are to turn sitting lights in the on dark before. sunset Paige, you're sitting in a hotel room in myrtle beach right now the sun was up when we started the sun ain't up anymore and she just looks like she's like i don't know she looks like she needs a friend right now so maybe it's time <laughs> to end the pod <laughs> i know literally it's very depressing sight i am just uh yeah sitting alone in a myrtle beach hotel room in the dark while people are trying to blow me up with fireworks so yeah. <laughs> and i'm playing in monday after the masters tomorrow which so is this fun. fun event um but i haven't done an event like this in a while so i am excited to report back next week and see how it goes like i said we haven't done events like this with a lot of people and we'll we'll see i when i played a practice round or just played like a round of golf like two days ago and people were like coming up to me and stuff i'm like this is this is weird like i haven't had like this type of like interaction with people in a very long time yeah because it's always been like really awkward where it's like can you come up to someone can you not come up to someone because of covid and so now it's starting to feel back to normal and to have like normal interactions with people so i will report back um, see how I played on Monday and how everything just ended up shaping up at Monday after the Masters. But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I did. This Legally is probably speaking, one of they should. We had another good episode, I think. I, we had I, a lot of fun. I think I think so too. And I think we should all sign a petition for Amanda to drink before every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda might get canceled, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and you can check us here next week. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.